Welcome back to the Cut Life Radio. It's your host, Tahira Joy. Our producer, Big Med, is in the building. And I'm excited because we have the same last name, so I'm going to pretend that we're cousins in my head. <laughs> the amazing Hotis, Johnny Wright. I love that hashtag, hairstylist of the United States, for those who don't know. <laughs> How are you? I am good. I'm good. Hey, guys. Hey, Cut Light family. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you. Um, I told my parents I was interviewing you, and they had 30 questions. (laughs) They're like, oh, he did Michelle Obama's hair. We need to know everything. There's only so many things I'm legally able to tell you guys. Oh, I understand. We don't want any government problems, okay? Okay. (laughs) We got to keep it really cute. Um, But besides the work that you've done with the First Lady Michelle Obama for eight Mm -hmm. years, um, Mm -hmm. just looking at your Instagram... It's yeah, a yeah. who's who of powerful women. Um, Angela Rye, who you're actually working with right now as right we speak. Now, I'm really I'm here at her home doing a, a photo shoot with her. She looks, she's looking amazing. Talk about multitasking. Okay. <laughs> and then we love Tamron Hall, the shortcut that you, oh that you do on her. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's 20 years of friendship. Um, and we have always, I felt like we've always created magic. Oh, I love that. And we've posted um, images of her on The Cut Life. And every time they go absolutely crazy for her hair. I appreciate you guys so much for doing that. I love the support. You get my followership up. I love it. Oh, we love it. I mean, continue. You can, you have my cell number now, so you can just text images. We love the exclusives. You know, we'll post them all day long. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. I'll make sure of it. Absolutely. And then I see Carrie Washington on here. Just I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. But I just love the fact that the common denominator is that they're all very powerful women. Yeah. And so tell me about that working relationship. And I'm sure you inspire them because anytime a hairstylist changes your whole look, it just makes you boost to a whole other level. So what do they do to inspire you as your clients? Oh, my clients inspire me every day, honestly. Um, The conversations I have with them, the different things that I've experienced when they grow in their life and I'm able to, you know, have, have a bird's eye view of that has always been an inspiration to my life. And then these women that have been in my life, these powerful women that have been in my life for a very long time now, I've been doing this for 28 years. Wow. Um, these women have shaped me into the man that I am today. And I am very honored and um, I, I, I want to be as loyal as possible. And I, I really think what it is, is, you know, the reason why I'm able to, you know, connect with these women is trust. I, I, and I hope that they, trust me wholeheartedly and they trust me around their family and in their homes and and um, it's been well Angela just said she don't trust me <laughs> 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 but uh, it's, it's and I think really that's what it boils down to is you know I don't have an ego I'm not egotistical I love what I do I'm passionate about it and I love being a part of the illustration of these powerful women's story and that's where I become a storyteller I um, love it able to, yeah just been able to express my art and express my 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 um language to um their image 
Well, your positive energy definitely shines through because you were lit as soon as we got you on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And we love that. And then the fact that you're saying 28 years, I can't even believe it because you look about 25. But I do remember that you said you did your grandmother, you styled your grandmother's ponytail at age three. (laughs) So you've been doing hair your entire life, obviously. Yeah, I was playing in my grandmother's hair when I was like two or three years old. She said I used to pull her hand to a clean ponytail then. But I actually started my career when I was 12 years old. So wow. I, 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 my mom was my first client. By the time I was 13, my, my father built a salon in the basement of our South Side of Chicago home. I had a huge clientele. I had about two assistants by the time I was 15. And then by the time I was 17, I had two, two assistants and a secretary. Now, this sounds like I'm talking like crazy talk, but it's really the truth. And all these women that I'm talking about, there was Latrice, there was um, Lanye Ford and Jatan Hemphill. These are people that are still in my life and I'm still connected to. And I was their first job, so to speak, back when we were young little toddlers in my mind. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've always had the savvy because my grandmother was a hairstylist, Minnie Brown. She started doing hair when she was 13. She was taught under Madam C.J. Walker. She had owned several salons in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then when they moved to Chicago, she owns a couple of salons there. She also worked in the John Hancock building where Oprah's um, show was being filmed at the time in an amazing salon down there. And I used to go to the work with her all the time as a kid and have fun in the hydraulic chairs, which at the time I thought went all the way up to the ceiling because I was so little. Um, but I used to love going to the salon with her. And it's just been an amazing life and it's been an amazing career. And I feel extremely blessed and honored to have done the things that I've done. I love it. And I read that you honor your grandmother by wearing the bracelets while yeah, you work. So I, I think that is yeah. awesome. Outside of being, you know, a fashionista myself, yes, <laughs> I, um, I, I, my grandmother used to wear bangles on both of her arms. So when she did hair, you heard this all the time, you know. And a lot of her clients said it was very comforting to hear that sound. And when my grandmother passed, and homage to my grandmother, I got seven braces on my arms. My favorite number is seven, and I wear them all the time, even when I have a sweat. That is beautiful. I'm sure that's what <laughs> keeps you so close to her and with your work, and I'm sure she is guiding you with every client. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. And one thing um, I read about you, because I had to do all of my research here, yeah. and I was so excited. I was like, his last name is Wright, so I can't mess this up. You know, we're family yeah. now. Yeah, but um, I see that education is truly important to you, and that as long as you've been in the business you continue to educate yourself and for the stylists listening or people that we have entrepreneurs of all sorts that are listening talk to us about the importance of continuing to educate yourself it's just that simple knowledge is power i mean when the more knowledge you have no matter where you've gone in your career the more powerful you are the more sought after you are and in this industry it's forever changing it's all about new now next it's all about you know, what's the hottest trend? What's the newest um, color process? What's the newest chemical treatment? What's the newest cut? And you, only way you can really, really execute those things really well is then talk. And that's where I always come in and I tell young stylists and other stylists that, you know, look up to me and look up to other artists that I work with, like, you know, that I'm friends with, like Caesar Ramirez and Oscar James and all that kind of stuff. You know, you... you I cannot have ego because if you have that, you're not going to learn. Right. But I'll always remain a green apple and try to take up all the nourishment I can so I won't fall off the tree. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so 
talk to us a little bit about just how you balance all of these clients. And you, you're based in L.A., correct? I am based in L.A. now, which I'm very excited about, which is giving me the opportunity to work with Miss Angela Rye because I probably wouldn't have while I was in D.C. <laughs> so, uh, I moved back here in July of last year. I, um, I decided to, you know, leave uh, Michelle Obama to, you know, pursue what I was doing prior to working with her. You know, loved her, loved working with her. And there's, there's nothing there other than the fact that I was just ready to do some more creative, fun things. And so my assistant that had worked with me for the past uh, 10 years, also flew, moved to um, D.C. with me from Los Angeles. She um, is now her primary hairstylist. Her name is Yanae Damtu, and I love and adore her. So she's awesome. That speaks volumes to your character because you are also paying it forward and providing opportunities because there can be a lot of haters out here (laughs) and that don't want to see other people grow and that want to, you know, monopolize certain industries or areas. But the fact that you're saying that your assistant is now Michelle Obama's primary stylist, that speaks volumes to who you are as a person. I appreciate that. Yeah, for me, I don't focus on anything that has anything to do with hate. So all I know is, and I connect with, is all the love. So for lovers that are out there that appreciate people passing the torch, you know, they can respect uh, that idea. And outside of that, I don't even have room for it. It's like, of course, I'm a passing on. I mean, somebody passed the torch to me, and I I want to pass it as much as I can. I mean, I'm not going to stay doing what I'm doing right now forever because I'm forever changing, and that's what life is all about. Absolutely. And you mentioned um, when you moved back to L.A., you said you were getting back to what you were doing before. Explain a little bit more about that. Like what was the I'm sure there was a huge lifestyle change, obviously, leaving the White House. But what were some of the things that you felt you were able to do now that you weren't able to do while you were working that term? Well, just, you know, like I I had a killer award season. I, I pretty much worked for every um, award ceremony this year, and I haven't done that in about eight years. And I had an amazing time doing that and working with all the different celebrities and the different looks that they wore on the red carpet. I really, really enjoy um, doing red carpet looks. I love doing editorial looks. And, you know, for me, that's what I wanted to get back to. I moved out here to L.A. in 2007 and 2008 from Chicago um, to have a more television presence and do more a celebrity and work um, in film and television, and that's basically what I'm doing now. I'm getting back to that, doing it with a little more leverage, which is nice, um, and um, hoping to build my academy out here as well, too, because that's something I'm really passionate about. And um, that's pretty much it. That's, that's the reason why I, 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 had to, I wanted to come back to the media. It's a lot of, you can imagine what the schedule and the pressures I work with the First Lady of the United States. Absolutely. And I, I worked <laughs> very hard over the past eight years and I, I I was ready to come come back to having more control over my schedule. And that's pretty much what this is all about. Just having control of my schedule, being able to utilize my yes and my no at the right time. And it's just been a very blissful time for me. I am my most blissful self in Los Angeles. I do love California. I'm just really happy to be back. I love Chicago. It's home. You know, I had a great time in D C while I was there. But being here in L.A. is is to me. I love you saying the power of your yes and no, because I feel like I've been tried with this this week in particular, where I had 
um, actually two opportunities that came my way that I didn't feel were authentic to my brand and mm-hmm. organic for what we were doing. So I had to politely decline those opportunities. But yeah. then maybe two other opportunities came from other sources in its place. And it just it was a reminder to stay true, you know, to who you yeah. are and to what it is that you want to do. So I love that you just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, 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 it's very important um, to understand that you have power in both words. Yes, absolutely. And I see... It's really all about decision and choice. Yes, definitely. And I see on your bio, red carpet correspondent, so we should be Mm. able to see more um, in front of the camera as well as behind the scenes. I um, just came on board the Griot family. Oh, congratulations. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owned by Byron Allen over at uh, Entertainment Studios and... I am now the new style correspondent for the Griot. I did some look back for the Grammys and also the Oscars. So you'll see more of me in front of the camera, too, as the year goes on and with, when it all comes out to lifestyle stuff. I love it. That's I'm exciting. <laughs> I've been saying forever that um, as a people, we need our own fashion police or version of that where we can talk yeah. about the styling and the hair and makeup and all of that from our perspective. Um, yeah. I think that we're included, but we also have a big voice and we know that we're always into fashion, like my girl Claire that owns Fashion Bomb Daily. And, you know, mm-hmm. we there's definitely an audience there. So I could see that for you. Get on that panel. <laughs> we need our yeah. Own fashion police, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a show like that for BT International. That was um, uh, it was shown all over like Africa and also London. It's called Mad Swag. Oh, so nice. Literally four different people in the industry, and we would sit down and dish on people's fashion on the red carpet and on the street. So it was really cool. Mad Swag was a lot of fun. Okay, come on, international Mad Swag mm-hmm. BT. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Like, what's is there anything coming up that you can talk about, or are you just delving into your creativity? I know you're probably tired because award season just ended, oh, but you're God, still working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I feel a little freer now, not so pinched up. Um, you know, I, I'll be doing my traveling, get back some more. I go to Boston, New York, Chicago every month. I have clients all over. That's why I'm called Hodis. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I'm really focusing on um, working on this academy. I sat with the lady who's going to script it all for me yesterday, and we gave her the whole concept. So really excited about that. Definitely going to do a product line that's attached to the academy, and I'm really excited about as well, too. So it's a whole lot of things that, I feel that this career has to offer that I want to make sure I take advantage of and, and do it in the best, most beautiful way possible. So those are the things that I, I think that I have a great uh, chance and opportunity to connect to easier here being in Los Angeles and being in this more a creative environment, which I really am enjoying. Absolutely. And we would love to... Um promote and support the academy and the products to come along with this so definitely consider the cut life a major resource um i already do and to double back because ahmed is in here you know he filters me questions from time to time so just we'll just double back really quickly and he wanted to know um how you actually landed the gig at the white house in the first place so my agent by the name of ken barboza who's been my agent for over 15 years now Back in 2007, maybe two weeks after they announced on Oprah that they were running for presidency, I got a call from my agent, and he was looking for an essence photo shoot with this senator's wife by the name of Michelle Obama. And at that shoot is where I met her. I did her hair for the shoot. I, I think we hit it off pretty good. And then I went on about my life. And then maybe about two weeks later, I got called to do her again for 
O magazine. And these were not covers. These were just, co- you know, they were just doing a little, you know, article of her inside the magazine. And But by that time, I had decided to move to Los Angeles. So I came to do her for the O magazine shoot. You know, we did her. She loved it. And basically was like, you know, good luck. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Not being optimistic about them actually being in the White House because it's just something that we had never seen before. Right. You know? um, outside of that, then, you know, I about a month after that, I moved to Los Angeles. I was working at Frederick Sakai. And the, you know, the campaigns started getting more and more intense as the year went on. And they would call me whenever they was on the West Coast to style her and keep her camera ready for different things that she was doing, whether it be conferences or fundraisers or Ellen DeGeneres, Jay Leno, you know, television appearances. And we started to grow more of a relationship. And when things really changed for me is um, the first Democratic National Convention that DNC was held at Denver, in Denver. And I remember them asking if I can be in Denver the whole week. So I took the time off of Makai because it was already on the West Coast. Went to the West, um, went to Denver to do her. And that's when I think I really solidified my position at the hairstylist of um, because, you know, everybody remembers her speech and, and everybody remembers how she looked and everything that day. And her hair was really beautiful. And I was there for the whole week. I think people saw a different stroke of the brush. I'll say it that way, you know? Yes, yes. Um, and they noticed it, and which is, you know, totally fine. And then maybe about a month or so later, they, they, they won. The election happened. And then about a week or so after that, her um, chief of staff called and said, can I come do her? Like, it was like January 13th in D.C. for the cover of Vogue. And I just thought I was going just to do her for Vogue. Like she was throwing me a bone because I had worked with her throughout the campaign. But when I arrived to D.C. and um, did it for Vogue, she, the first thing she asked me before I even started out was, was I willing to move to D.C. to be our hairstylist? Wow. I said, yes. I said yes immediately. And then a month later, I moved. I moved on Valentine's Day that year. That is amazing. So you are a part of history. <laughs> How does that feel? It's amazing. <laughs> I, I, am, I feel so blessed and honored to have had that experience. And I can't wait to tell somebody's grandkids about it because I won't have any. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That is why they thank have you. hashtag HOTUS on yes, Instagram yes. so that people can know. Um, I just truly love your spirit and personality and how it shines through. And I know we haven't met in person, but I'm sure we will. And I just want a big hug from my cousin, Johnny Wright. <laughs> you will get one, a hug and a kiss. Yes, absolutely. And we'll continue to follow what you're doing and support. Um, much love to everything that you have going on. And tell Angela, hey, I know she's um, waiting on you to get that look together for this shoot that she has yes. we'll we'll yes. look out for those images too we can't wait yes. to see it awesome all right but well, thank you guys so much i really appreciate this no problem thank you all right bye-bye bye